All right, let's kick things off on a Friday edition. Sportsnet Today is live. You're on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Logan Gordon along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, cracked foundation, going foundation walls. They have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. You can contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Alongside my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, this afternoon. You can send us a text all show long, 960-960. We've got a lot to get to on this Friday edition of the show. Tons going on in the local sports scene in Calgary. That's how we'll kick the show off in just moments. A little bit later on this hour, Patrick Dumas will join us, one of our Stampeders reporters. Here on Sportsnet 960, the fan will get you teed up for a game day at McMahon Stadium. Stamps and Bombers Legacy Night honoring the 1998 Grey Cup champions. Wally Buono, Jeff Garcia, among many Stamps alumni who are in town for tonight's matchup. So looking forward to that. Second hour of the show, Pat Steinberg is going to join us for the last hour of Sportsnet today. we got lots to get to uh, when Steinberg joins the program as well, but kicking things off, like I mentioned, with a lot going on around the local sports team. But let's flash back to last night, just south of town in Okotoks, where the dogs were in action, looking to bring home another championship. We take you to the top of the ninth inning from Okotoks last night. Deals with the third. That one goes up. It's going down to right, and it's caught. And the reigning defending back-to-back WCBL champions for a seventh time, the Okotoks Dogs. The path may be different, Josh, but the result remains the same. The Okotoks Dogs once again reign supreme over the entire Western Canadian Baseball League. Your 2023 champs, the Dogs from Okotoks. That from the call on home team live last night. Yes, the Okotoks Dogs go back-to-back. A complete team effort in front of their fans at Seaman Stadium in Okotoks. Their seventh WCBL championship in a win over the Medicine Hat Mavericks by a score of 13-5. to Back-to-back WCBL playoff MVP honors go to Brendan Luther, who had himself a month of August. 344 average, 11 hits, 10 RBIs and three home runs in seven playoff games. Caleb Lombard had four RBIs in last night's championship victory over the Medicine Hat Mavericks. Logan Grant with two RBIs going three for six in the win. Trent Lenahan went three for six with two RBIs. Brendan Luther ended his playoff on a good note with an RBI in the win. And how about Brock Townsend on the mound? Five and a third innings tonight, allowing four runs on five hits, striking out five of 22 Mavericks batters in the win. Dogs would then turn to the bullpen and use three pitchers last night, allowing only one run on one hit to help the Dogs become back-to-back champions. So congratulations once again to the Okotoks Dogs, seven-time WCBL champions, and back-to-back. They've just been on a dominant run. It was a full house in Okotoks last night. And if you missed out on a chance to see the dogs this year, I can only tell you so many times to get down to Okotoks and get to Seaman Stadium. 
uh, during the summer to catch some really, really exciting baseball. And not only is it exciting baseball, it's been winning baseball uh, in Okotoks the past two years, putting on one of the best summer programs anywhere in the country. Uh, so once again, congratulations to everyone involved with the Okotoks Dogs. Seven-time WCBL champions after a 13-5 win over Medicine Hat to go back-to-back uh, with championship victories. Also going on right now in the south half of the city, the Shaw Charity Classic is underway. Round one has officially teed off. It got going about 8.30 this morning from Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club, the premier golf event in this city. Taking a live look at the leaderboard on this Friday. we got a tie for first right now. Two gentlemen just about to finish up their round. Harrison Fraser and Tim Petrovic both sitting on top of your leaderboard. Both at six under. Petrovic through 16. Fraser through 17. A couple of names close on the leaderboard. Ken Duke finished with a round 166. Finishing four under par. Y.E. Yang currently through 14. Also at four under for round one. Do have to go down a bit for some other names. Jerry Kelly, defending champion, about halfway through his round on this Friday. He is three under par, so still in contention early on. Stephen Ames right now is your top Canadian in a big tie for 14. There's a number of golfers at two under par. That includes Stephen Ames right now. Uh, and then further down the leaderboard for some of those other names to watch for on the weekend, <clears throat> including VJ Singh. He's one under through 12 so far. Fred Couples. One under through 10. And just going down to find uh, some of the big names as well. Mike Weir, we chatted with him on Wednesday's edition of the show. He is currently even through 11th, tied for 49th. John Daly, slightly behind the pace right now. He's one over through 14 on the afternoon. Again, things kicked off about 8 o'clock this morning. We'll keep you updated with the latest from the Shaw Charity Classic. If you haven't had a chance yet, there's still a chance to get some tickets. Head out for Saturday and Sunday. Weather looks like it might get to uh, some rain this afternoon, so they moved the tee times up a little bit to try to get everybody in on Friday. Uh, Saturday and Sunday's round still coming. Uh, me and Pat will be live at the Shaw Charity Classic on Saturday afternoon. Special edition of Sportsnet today coming your way uh, live from the Shaw Charity Classic at uh, Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club. So really looking forward to that. A reminder, one of the uh, guys in the Skins game, Legends of Golf Skims game coming up on Saturday is Mackenzie Weger. He'll join Pat Steinberg on Flames Talk a little bit later on on this Friday afternoon. So that's going on on the golf scene. And did mention, of course, Calgary Stampeders, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It is legacy night at McMahon Stadium. Stampeders releasing their depth charts yesterday. We talked a bit about this with Pat, but things have changed for the Calgary Stampeders. They released an updated version of their uh, depth chart. And it's a pretty big change ahead of uh, tonight's matchup. Jonathan Moxie was listed as a game time decision at defensive back. Stamps have ruled him out and have activated Shaq Richardson to the active lineup. So just a few days after rejoining the Calgary Stampeders, NFL stint for him. Um, Time with the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, it is right into action for Shaq Richardson as Stamps, again, updating their depth chart for the night's game against the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We'll see Jonathan Moxie out 
and Shaq Richardson inserted into the Calgary Stampeders lineup. It's a 7 p.m. kickoff tonight from McMahon Stadium. Drew Brown will get the start for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Will be Jake Mayer going for the Stampeders. No Zach Kolaros for Winnipeg. He suffered that upper body injury after taking a, a little bit of a high, a little bit of a late hit in the game against Edmonton last week. Sounds as though he won't be out of the lineup for long for Winnipeg, but they're obviously not rushing back. Uh, a guy who's having another MOP season for them at QB, Drew Brown, showed out extremely well and uh, will probably look to uh, improve his resume against the Stampeders team dealing with some injuries as well. So we'll look forward to that. Legacy night, really excited to see some of the legends from the Calgary Stampeders back in the area. Wally Buono, Jeff Garcia, Rocco Romano, all of these guys uh, in town for tonight's game, which we'll celebrate the 1998 Grey Cup Championship team. So if you haven't got to stampeters.com yet, get some tickets, head out for a Friday night, see some great football between some Western Division opponents, and a chance to celebrate some of the Stamps' legends that are in town for tonight's game. Uh, Blue Jays back in action tonight as well. They are taking on the Cincinnati Reds as they start a series from Cincy. A little bit of an early start, 440 Mountain Time. So we'll take you to Blue Jays pregame this afternoon to get you set for tonight's game. Reds are 63-59, and 59, third in the Central Division. Jays coming in 67-55, and 55, third in the AL East. They split a two-game series with the Philadelphia Phillies. They'll turn to Jose Barrios on the mound. He has a 9-8 and eight record, the 3.53 ERA over 140 innings this year. Journeyman Brett Kennedy gets the start. For the Cincinnati Reds, there's just two games played. One win, zero losses, 5.14 ERA in just over seven innings. And look, coming up this weekend as well, Cam, you've been excited about this. Oh, yeah. You've been so excited about this that you've been trying to get Taylor involved in this. She's having none of it. Tell us what you're so excited about this weekend on the sports calendar. So it's not this weekend, but next week. Next is weekend. The start of race week. I thought it was this weekend. No, it's next oh, week. Oh, you said the start of race week. Yes. Okay, that's why I got confused. F1 is back. Not this weekend, but the next weekend. I'm so excited. The midseason break is almost over. Get back into it. Let's watch Max Verstappen win every race again. I'm excited. It's good to be back. Why is it race week? Why is it a week? So... There's the you have the three day weekend, right? So you have practice, qualifying, and then the race Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. But throughout the they call it race week because throughout the week people are testing, they're out on the track, they're doing what they need to do. Everything kind of starts ramping up. It's race week, so people are talking about testing. They're looking at qualifying times. They're looking back. The hype starts building again. So next week is race week. Where are they racing? I believe it's. Uh, I not believe. How do you not know? You were just talking about... You should know this. It's the Dutch Grand Prix. Oh, yes. So the Dutch... Uh, Taylor, obviously, obviously, it's the Dutch obviously. Grand Prix. Obviously, because we totally know. At yeah. 7 in the morning, mountain time. I'm so this excited. This man wants me to wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning and watch cars go around in a circle for two and a half hours. <laughs> it's true, I do. Like, mm. I won't be waking up at one o'clock just like, to watch the Blue Jays. I st- so I start 
not next week, but the week after, I start my vacation. I'm gone for like a week and a half. And the first thing I'm doing on my first day off is I'm waking up at seven in the morning and I'm watching this Grand Prix because it's been too long. It's been like four and a half weeks. I'm bored. Yeah, but that's what your holidays are for. Yeah. Make it sound like it's a, it's a task. No, but it's, I mean, waking up that early is a task anyways. I'm, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be doing that. Good luck getting Taylor to. He's trying to get me to build a fantasy yeah, F1 see, yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. That's not happening. She already gave one of the harshest responses I've ever heard. That was brutal. Just to waking up to go and, and watch the races. <laughs> I cannot imagine what it would take to possibly get her. Say, what did you say? To do F1 fat. No, you're not. <laughs> I won't make you repeat that on air. Try as I may. We'll make, we'll, we'll make it happen. I'll find a way. No, it, F1 fantasy would just be picking. You know what? I don't know what this cars. entails. Would it drivers, I guess. So basically, how F1 You're fantasy so works. This, I just I don't get it. I just I can't. The official F1 channel. I appreciate that there's so many people that do care. <laughs> I just I can't get around it yet. You get a salary cap of like a hundred million bucks, and then for this season, you pick two constructors, so two teams or whatever, and five drivers, and each one of them is assigned a dollar amount, and you have to try and build the team that's going to score the most amount of points within the salary cap. So I was building mine earlier today. I don't have it in front of me right now, but you know, I picked, <laughs> I picked, okay. I think Aston Martin and McLaren and then a few other drivers. And if they do well, I get points and you get thrown in leagues within your country, your favorite team. They, each one has their own league, all that jazz. Hmm. Interesting. So it's a little different than normal fantasy, but I like it. The, the he also fully made cool. me take a quiz to find out what team I had to cheer for. Well, I did the <laughs> same thing for the Vikings and finding my NFL team. So I don't think it's that preposterous to have a quiz, <laughs> even if you don't know what's going on. Uh, this is Woken the text line up at 960-960. You can always text in about whatever we're talking about here on the program. I like this text. Tell these young kids they can PVR it and watch it when they wake up. It's a great point i'm gonna wake up i'm gonna t- check my phone and the first thing i'm gonna see is max verstappen has won the you don't hold it you don't have to check your phone just get up <laughs> and go Dutch and enjoy the like you can't live without your phone you can't live without spoiling it for yourself i'm gonna wake up i'm checking I'm like okay what's going on and then it's just do, 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 do. this guy won this guy crashed this guy also crashed and then it's like well i've, I've seen most of it i'm gonna wake up early i want to watch it happen fair enough that is a good point though you can just could just PVR it and yeah, well. not ruin your sleep schedule, but that's fine. No, that's fine. Uh, this one says, my man, we need more F1 talk. More. Yes. This is already exceeding <laughs> any limitations that I thought I had on F1 talk. This is this is Logan conceding to me, whining about it for months. <laughs> I'm like, Well, there's just so much going on in the sports <laughs> scene today that I just... Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a real heater today I in the sports absolutely world. absolutely had to force this in for you. <laughs> I appreciate it, really. Uh, well... I don't know if we'll talk more F one. Well, maybe hey. as we get close. I just I still don't get I still don't get race week, but whatever. That's fine. There's there's so much race days. to educate you on. No. We can no. we can have a we can have a chat. That's okay. Yeah, we will. I don't need to be educated any yeah. more than I already am. Yep. Yeah. Uh, everything I've learned about F one this past two <laughs> weeks has been against my will from both Cam and one of my other friends. Oh, that's right. That's that's the funny story that Cam and your friend have found mutual 
friendship in they would text me F1, they would both text me random things about f1 and i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about so i made them a group chat and i'm like you can just talk in here and i'll just vibe and they have like they're trying to get me That's, to be part of this i love that they've included you in the group chat that you have absolutely well, they no don't know each in. other so well i mean they could still just talk about f1 i guess but I just love that you're stuck in the middle of a topic you have no interest in. Like, oh my God, did you see that race? Or did you see, you know, whatever happened with this guy? And Taylor's just like, what? It's or No, I'm going to be mark, honest. Or it like is, a thumbs up emoji. <laughs> it is all now just turned into them sending me gifts of Lando Norris. <laughs> yes, it's true. You need you need something to latch on to in order to, you know, as a newcomer, potentially, to the sport, you need something to latch on to. Whether potentially. it be Not a driver, I don't think it's Anyway, you need someone to latch on to. And for Taylor, we have designated that as young Lando Norris. Uh, this thing is, I've been watching F1 my entire life. Being able to actually not have to wake up 3 in the morning is amazing. More to the PVR one. This one says, I PVR every race. Can't put your phone away. When you get up, <laughs> you'll be okay. Listen, I'm a, I'm a young Gen Z man. I've, I have an addiction to my phone. It's fine. And this text says, 7 a.m. is not early. You afternoon people are hilarious. Thank you. I need my beauty sleep. Yeah, as someone that works with these two, I can I can tell you I'd much rather them get the sleep. Yeah, kind of. Because when they come in without it, it is a gong show. <laughs> you two Not are that every day isn't a, a gong show. But you yes. guys don't sleep until 10. And you're just I was like, what? grumpy bears all day long. Who do we have on the show today? Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, uh, this segment, some sad news to uh, pass along from uh, last night in the hockey world. We lost a legend of the game, uh, legendary Buffalo Sabres play-by-play announcer Rick Jenneret passed away uh, at the age of 81. So many iconic calls throughout the years uh, of RJ's career. Uh, I, I, we wouldn't have enough time to play them all. Uh, he was just a legend of the game. 51 seasons uh, of entertaining and informing people. Uh, the Mayday call is one of the favorites. Pat LaFontaine. There's just so many to go through. I just thought I would share one of my favorites uh, of RJ's throughout the years uh, in remembering his passing uh, last night at the age of 81. And behind the net. Tipped out in front and Pekka couldn't come up with it. It was in his skate. Sabres keeping it in with Ward. He leaves it to Pekka. Pekka gets taken down. Here's Ward trying to get in front of the net. Broke it up. Jammed in front again. Another shot. He picked it just wide by Ward. Back in the corner. Daw running York heavily into the boards. Sabres trying to keep it in and do. Daw grabbed in the corner by Alfredson. No penalty. They jam around on the boards again. Comes out in front of the shot right now. Take it to save. The rebound. Better shot. It's gone! The Buffalo Sabres with 19.1 seconds left on the clock. That one is hammered home. The Sabres in front by one. A wild celebration both on the ice and at the Buffalo bench. RJ, just one of the, the greats of sports broadcasting. It was unbelievable uh, to get to listen to him for so many years. I know. Uh, doing some summer work a few years ago as a producer. Uh, Derek Wills had him on as a guest to talk. And um, just the ability to to paint a picture with words and to get you on the edge of your seat using nothing but your voice was uh, a talent that so few have. You know, you think of RJ, you think of Bob Cole, you think of 
of all these tremendous broadcasters over the years that not just in hockey, but in different sports are able to, you know, transcend the eras and continue to, to tell you these stories and inform you in, in these great ways. And uh, RJ was definitely one of the best and um, will forever be associated with me, with, with hockey, with the Buffalo Sabres, um, with, with so many great calls from, from your childhood. And um, obviously it's a sad day when anybody passes away, but he leaves such a, such a legacy in the sports broadcasting world. I thought it would only be appropriate uh, to give a second uh, for RJ passes away last night at the age of uh, 81 and definitely thinking about his family and friends uh, on a tough day like today as he's uh, remembered for all of his great accomplishments in the world of hockey. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. Legacy night at McMahon Stadium. The 98 Grey Cup team, a lot of them are in town for tonight's matchup between the Blue Bombers and the Stampeders. It's a big game for the Stamps. Three and six on the season. They're looking to turn things around. It won't be easy. They'll have a backup quarterback coming in with Winnipeg, but he proved out, he showed out pretty well uh, up the road in Edmonton last week. Time for a live Stamps report. We'll get you that next with Patrick Dumas coming up on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Calgary Stampeders continue their season into Week 11 at McMahon Stadium tonight for a home game against the visiting Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's a legacy night at McMahon Stadium. And while the Stampeders certainly would like to put on a good performance for the attending alumni, picking up a win is probably the biggest thing at all uh, important to the Stampeders right now. Three and six on the season and welcoming in the seven and two Blue Bombers to help us get set for tonight's matchup at McMahon Stadium. We head down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Welcome in. One of our Stampeders reporters and the producer of Russick and Rose in the morning, it is Patrick Dumas. Patty, how are you, pal? Oh, I'm doing good, Logo. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, excitement level ahead of tonight's got to be high. Stamps bringing in some uh, alumni for Legacy Night, man. Yeah, I mean, if there's one way to, to try and uh, energize the crowd, the fan base is uh, bring back one of their favorite teams, and that being the 98 Grey Cup champions. Uh, I mean, the names that uh, you go through there, Jeff Garcia, Calvin Anderson, Vince Danielson, Jay McNeil, Rocco Romano can go on and on. Uh, of course, Wally Buono will be there as well. And uh, it's just, it's uh, Dave Dickinson. <laughs> he was the backup to Jeff Garcia as well <laughs> on that 98 squad. So uh, a lot of good memories. Uh, it was a great game, obviously. Uh, like Dave talked about it all week, how, you know, that was maybe the culmination of a, a really good team of the 90s, or maybe they should have got a little bit more. They only had the the one in 92. So winning that in one in 98 there at the old Winnipeg stadium, that was a, that was a good, that was a good night. And uh, they're, they're going to be uh, obviously honored tonight. And it should be fun. Hopefully, hopefully the rain lets up and it'll uh, clear out a bit later on for when they do their halftime stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully for the best uh, when it comes to that. But uh, like I said, important to honor the legacy, no doubt, yes. but for the Stampeders, a win has to be uh, the main priority, not a great showing against the BC lions. And now you're welcoming in a seven and two Winnipeg Blue Bombers. What was the mood like at practice this week for the team, Patty? I think there's still you know a good good some good hope around the squad. Obviously, uh, they're not in a position that uh, you know too many Stampeder teams have put themselves into a situation in in, in the past. Here, it's it's been a while since we've seen a team uh, struggle this late into the season. So. Uh, for a lot of for a lot of these guys, it's new it's new new territory. But with Dave Dickinson, he's 
he's still trying to preach hey we're still we're still trying to be a unit here and and trying to get everything going together you know it's been one way on the offense the running game is working well the pass game is not working well the pass game is working well the run game is not working so uh, i think they all obviously are still trying to buy in and uh there's still some some new shaking obviously going on with with dave not calling the plays anymore on offense so there is still, I would think, a little bit of growing pains, but I think the vibe is still pretty good around camp and or around camp, around the team, I should say. Uh, so I, I think right now they know what's ahead of them, and they're one and one in this month-long stretch where we we marked it out. Well, these are the three best teams that they're going to have to face all year, and they're one and one. So this one's a Western opponent, so maybe that that gets the guys going a little bit more as well. Uh, let's talk about some of the changes heading into tonight's game against the Blue Bombers. We see the return of Markeith Ambles to the receiving core. That's going to be a big one for the team. He was a member of the 2018 Grey Cup team, spent some time with the Toronto Argonauts the last couple of seasons, but now back with the red and white and with Clark Barnes out, we'll see Markeith Ambles reunited. What do you expect from Markeith coming back to this Stampeders team, Patty? I think this is a guy that uh, obviously the playbook's uh, pretty much the same from when he left it here in, in 2018 to go uh, to do his stuff down uh, down south and or rather uh, go to Toronto and whatnot. And it was it was it was just you know I think he's a guy that can buy in for sure. I mean right now they're 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 low on bodies for sure. And I think this is a week that you see obviously Tommy Lee Lewis gets to start at wide receiver and Dave talked about. Him getting the ball a little bit more as well. He he's a he's a game breaker. Obviously, everybody knows he's spent six years in the NFL. He knows what to do, especially in the return game. But getting him involved in the receiving game. But I think Marquise Ambles uh, is a guy that knows he's a CFL experience that that Dave's talked about a lot this year. And I think Jake Mayer worked with him as well uh, as well. I believe in his rookie year. So there there is the there is that uh, that uh, connectivity between those two. So I don't think it'll be much missed from Marquise. I think he's ready to play. He's ready to go. And uh, when called upon, I think he'll he'll show up tonight. Jake Mayer's obviously been at the center of a lot of conversations around the Calgary Stampeders this season. Uh, Dave Dickinson this week sort of doubling down that the team has trust in Jake Mayer to get it turned around and headed in the right direction. But what have we heard from Jake himself uh, when he's talked about the struggles that he's had at times this season? I mean, he's uh, he 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 wears it sometimes. He definitely is aware of uh, of sometimes you know when he's he's maybe the, at the forefront of of why the team has lost or he's thrown a bad interception or whatnot. He's pre, he's really aware of of what's going on. But he, he's that Cali cool. He's he doesn't get too excited, and you know you, you want to see these guys really really play for him because he's such a he's such a good dude. And and I think he, he he struggled obviously at points, but then there is the ability where he can still show out. So I think as long as the coach there, Dave, it's, a, it's the thing with the Stampeders team is you got to like, there's tons of quarterbacks still in the organization. I know that Bo Levi's gone and whatnot, but I mean from the top down, like Jeff, uh, John Huffnagel. Uh, Mark Mueller, the OC, Dave Dickinson, they're all quarterbacks, really respected quarterbacks in the Canadian game as well. So I think Jake, he's just trying to find that rhythm. He, he's had the offensive line uh, be more consistent for him of late, but uh, they didn't do obviously the greatest job against BC. So uh, you want to keep him upright because that's going to be the main key tonight uh, against that Winnipeg pass rush with Jefferson and, and Jeff Code and, and what that front four can possess is, uh, is they can, they can wreck games. They can make, games end quickly so if that offensive line is on par tonight you can can go toe for toe with that d-line they played them well in the first half really of that first game so 
this is something that uh, they need to carry forward if they they know they know that the Saskatchewan is also hurting as well. So they can't let uh, the, the third place kind of go away here. So you're trying to get that win right tonight. Uh, and with Jake Mayer, uh, I think it's just he, he is that such a cool guy, and and I I, I really I, I feel sorry for him at some points at this. Uh, you want to see him everybody come together with him and it seems like it's getting there it's getting there but then you get you run into a game like bc so i think obviously the positivity is still there with the guy and and dave is is going to believe in him as well until until we can't go anymore but i think jake's the guy for right now uh as far as protecting jake you mentioned it a bit there the offensive line trying to get some continuity going this season they've been more healthy than they have been the last couple of weeks here uh to at least get some of that continuity going but they're going to be challenged patty you know as well as anybody uh, this Winnipeg D-line continues to be one of the best. Uh, Willie Jefferson is having a, a monster year. It didn't seem like he could get any better, but apparently he can. Uh, how important is it going to be for, for Jake Mayer to have all that time he needs against a, a really stout Winnipeg defensive line? Well, I think for what, what uh, they want to do offensively, and, and you don't want to maybe see, yeah, they got the win against Toronto, but it was uh, it definitely wasn't uh, because of the passing game. Yeah, Jake was efficient, but uh, nothing was really – none of those big plays. And I think that's what you're trying to get with, with uh, seeing Tommy Lee Lewis in, in the lineup as well here. I think it's time that the, the Calgary can unleash it. They have got the bodies that can get down the field and spread it. Uh, you get the ball deep because Winnipeg, they got to attack the secondary for sure. It's a ball hawking secondary. So you've got to be aware of it. And I think Kadeem Carey, we talked about it again last week. Uh, maybe Kadeem Carey like, could have helped in the pass pro a little bit. Uh, we'll see what happens he can do to, uh, tonight. Because, uh, you know, Winnipeg's going to throw blitzes at you. Obviously, Adam Big Hill's there as well. Uh, it's a team where you have to – everybody's got to buy in. All five of those guys on the offensive line have to know their jobs, uh, know all the all the proper blocking schemes and everything. Because Winnipeg, is, it's just that team. Like, we've seen it for the last four or five seasons here. It's just it's just a well-oiled machine that doesn't really show a lot of, uh, a lot of mistakes. But at points this year, they may be, you know, maybe showing their age, but – I even seen Will, Willie Jefferson. He just gets better with age, right? So, yeah. Uh, it's just blocking him up is going to be the key tonight. So, I think you know Bryce Bell will be be a guy that's keyed in on as well. But maybe you know you try it with the running game. I think you need to get going with that running game. Diedrich and and Kadeem, they they got they kind of had the even share of carries last week, same similar yards, and uh, like I think you need to rely on the game, especially if this rain's going to keep up, if the weather's going to be nasty, you're going to have to rely on that ground game. And, and that's one way you can protect Jake and, and can keep him upright is, is have a successful run game. Uh, on the other side of the ball, the team is going to be tasked with stopping Drew Brown and the Winnipeg offense. Uh, this Stampeders defense looked like we were talking about a pretty healthy group coming in, but some changes mm. uh, last minute yesterday, Patty. Uh, we got an updated version of the depth chart not long after we got our original depth charts. Uh, we had originally seen Jonathan Moxie listed as a game-time decision. Uh, stamps have changed that. He is not going to play. And all of a sudden, talking about returns this uh, this season, whether it be James Vaughters coming back, Mark and Michelle, uh, Markeith Ambles, you can add another name to that list because earlier this week, Shaq Richardson was brought back, a former Stampeders mm-hmm. DB. Uh, and now he finds himself inserted in the lineup. Talk to us about uh, Moxie's injury and how important it's going to be for Richardson to be in that lineup for the Stamps. Yeah, Mac, Moxie was going to be playing his uh, original boundary corner uh, this evening, but obviously that's not going to happen. Uh, he's been playing the field side a little bit the last few weeks, but uh, he's been more naturally. He's played the last year and a half really at boundary, but uh, obviously he's not going to be in the game tonight. So with what with, with Dave said all year, they they need guys that, that can can learn the system quick or know the system already that 
have been around here or just have the Canadian game experience. And Shaq Richardson's a guy that, uh, you know, he's uh, he was an all-star in 2021. He was a member of that Grey Cup winning team last year in Toronto. I think this is a guy that he's very versatile. Uh, Dave talked about it this week because he can play really about all positions in the secondary. He can, he's a, I believe he's a, he played Titus Wall's position uh, the last time he was here. So, uh, it'll be a new look at him, but he played some corner there in Toronto, so he's going to get a chance tonight, and uh, he'll, have a, he'll have a stiff test uh, getting thrown there with this receiving core of, of Schoen and Dembski, Wolitarski. It's, 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 the list goes on with what Winnipeg can throw at you. So, uh, you know, that's the best thing you can do is you, these guys have a chance to step up and make plays, and I think regardless of the record, you have a chance to make a play and make an impact I think that there's not a better feeling if you're a football player. So I'm looking forward to see what Shaq Richardson can do tonight. I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, obviously, and how things exited there in Toronto. And I think, you know, he's a guy like like Nick Taylor, like they bring in Brad Muhammad. They're guys that have experience playing this game. And uh, I think you adding Shaq Richardson, you obviously want to have John Moxie and everybody healthy in that secondary. But I think Shaq Richardson, he, albeit he had two days of practice, albeit, uh, he's going to get uh, thrown right into the fire. And I think uh, not not a better place to learn than against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I don't want to take away the challenge of Brady Oliveira. He's been great this year. Mm-hmm. I, I do think that, you know, Cam Judge and Michael Alway will have their hands full with him. But I, I trust probably that linebacking duo as, as much as any to stop the run this year. I guess going back to your original point there, how this DB core is going to match up with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who outside of their defensive line and quarterback, might be as deep as any team at the wide receiver position. You mentioned just some of the names there. They have a, a pretty big challenge on their hands against this Winnipeg team, and I guess uh, you know how well Drew Brown played last week in Edmonton will be front of mind for this Stampeders team as they try to slow Winnipeg down. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like, uh, yeah, it'll be Drew Brown's first career start, but I mean, this is a guy that's been in that team, that organization for three years. He knows, he knows what's going on. That's a good quarterback room around there, obviously, and obviously with Zach Kalaros, brings uh, to the game is he brings he maybe more of a cerebral aspect of the game. He'll protect the ball. Cause I think Drew Brown, uh, he, you know, there's adrenaline's riding last week. They're down big. You got really nothing to lose. I think his receivers helped him out a ton with a lot of those throws last week. So uh, tonight it's a new look. It'll be, uh, it'll be a very, very hungry Calgary team that their defense, uh, you know, they, they got, they got, they got showed up last week for sure. And albeit they, uh, you know, if things go differently in certain plays in the first quarter, maybe maybe changes the rest of the way. But I think with what you get with Cam Judge and Mike Alway, it's similar to what uh, Adam Big Hill and that defense does for the for the Blue Bombers. It's just you're nothing to worry about. You're not going to worry about these guys. And and yeah, well, Brady Oliveira presides a a very tough challenge as he might be. Uh, you know, I think he is obviously the second coming of, of Andrew Harris and and whatnot. This is the next great Canadian running back. Uh, it, it will be tough, but I think with, with Mike Alway around there, he's a tackle leader. He's such a leader on this defense. It's gonna. I think this game will be really decided on the run game because really Winnipeg Calgary did such a good job on Oliveira until really that that long drive in the fourth quarter in their first meeting where that was one where Winnipeg just salted away and and Oliveira had his 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 day. So uh, keeping him contained will be huge uh, for tonight. Patrick Dumont's along with us. He's one of our Stan Peters reporters here on Sportsnet 960. Also uh, producer of the big show with Rustic and Rose, which goes uh, every morning, Monday to Friday, here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, in, in terms of the running back situation for the Stan Peters, Kadeem Carey uh, obviously made his return to the lineup last week. We weren't 100% sure whether or not he would. Now, 
didn't exactly get a full workload. The Stamps were down 17 nothing to the mm-hmm. first quarter, Patty. So the run sort of got uh, abandoned as you have to try to pass and get back into the game. But are we expecting Kadeem Carey to be at 100% and, and ready for 15, 20 carries if that's what he gets called upon to do? Oh, yeah. I think I think totally he's ready to do that, the line share of carries tonight. I think he's going to have to be because he is, like, right now, probably their best offensive weapon that they have in the skill set. He can catch it out of the backfield. He can, he can obviously run up between the tackles. And I think you need to use both. I think both to have this, the Stampeders run game to be effective, I think you can do a uh, lightning, a thunder-lightning type thing. You need to have them both involved. But uh, to your point with, with getting Kadeem, I think uh, totally he's ready. I think if that week against Toronto was a little bit longer, he probably plays in that game. So I think this has been an injury that he's been ready. He's, I think it's good. I think he's ready to go. And I totally think he's ready to take 20 carries, 25 carries. If if the game scenario calls for that, of course, you don't need to fall behind 10, 17, nothing again here in the first quarter because you fall behind with this team, you're not – chances are you're probably not coming back and you have to get rid of that run game. You have to go right to the pass game. So keeping Kadeem involved in tonight's game will go a long way. And I think if the stamps can get a win, it'll be on the back of Kadeem Carey. Uh, that's exactly where I wanted to go next as we wrap up here. What needs to happen? I don't think it's the craziest thing in the CFL, Patty, to expect uh, the Stampeders to come out and no. possibly pick up a win tonight. It's still a good team here, but you're right. Certain things are going to need to happen. What do you think some of those keys are? Uh, for Dave Dickinson's group, if they want to pick up a key win tonight, affect Drew Brown. Like really, he's yeah, he's he is uh, he is making his first CFL start. I think we need to see more pressure from the defensive linemen on this team. We yes, Mike Mike Rose and Derek Wigan have been fairly good in the middle, but they last few weeks those two have been kind of taken out of the equation. So you want to see more from Julian House there. I know losing James Vaughters was huge, but. I'd be like Isaac Adiemi Berglund and Mike Moore. They need to step up as well. So get Drew Brown effective. I think you, you get that offense off kilter because it saw last week getting Drew. I think it was more like Winnipeg was like Colt Moore. We're shocked. Like, okay, this is Trey Ford. So this is more of a different style of team that they'll be going up against because Jake Mayer is obviously not the more mobile guy, but on the defensive side, get after Drew Brown. I think it's simple. Affect him. He's a young guy. Uh, and then from there on the offensive side, uh, you want to protect Jake Mayer. You want to see more of that consistency in this game. 20, 20 carry, 25 carries from the running game, 25 to 30 passes from the offense. A balanced approach is how you're going to beat this Winnipeg team because uh, you don't want to get behind. You got up early in game one, but it showed you know you, you couldn't really get anything going in the fourth quarter here. So it is so key in just finding that offensive consistency that this team is so sorely lacked through the first 10 weeks. Uh, and last but not least, you mentioned it at the beginning, Legacy Night, honoring the 1998 mm-hmm. Great Cup team. There'll be a halftime ceremony, but is there anything else going on, uh, perhaps pregame or anything that fans can check out if they're heading down to McMahon Stadium tonight? Yeah, they got a little uh, thing going at Stamps House. I believe it starts up at 2.30, so I think that was more of a ticketed event and, and whatnot. So I, I don't know what they're going to be doing. If they, I don't think they got anything going on in the practice field because it is a Friday game and obviously the, the weather and whatnot. But I think it was just... Uh, just be in your seats at halftime. You're going to see a great show, a great celebration. I'm sure they got a nice video package of stamps. The whole CSEC crew, they do a wonderful job with video tributes, as you know, with what the see with the flames and, and the stamps as well. So uh, just be in your seats at halftime, and hopefully it's not raining, and, and we, the Grey Cup will be here as well. So just, just a great time, and I'm sure that uh, you know you're, the guy next to you or people around you were, were season ticket holders during that 98 team, and they can share some memories as well because that was such a good group. 
Uh, looking forward to it tonight. Should be a great matchup. It's a 7 p.m. kickoff from McMahon Stadium. Patty, enjoy the game tonight, pal. Have a great weekend. We'll chat with you next week, hey? Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Patty Dumas joining us down the Atlas Beach and Sports Bar guest hotline. Getting you set for the Calgary Stampeders and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He's one of our Stamps reporters here on Sportsnet 960. Also the producer of Rustic and Rose on the big show Monday to Friday every morning here on Sportsnet 960. And yes, a, a massive opportunity for the Calgary Stampeders. And I know Drew Brown showed out incredibly well last week in that comeback effort against the Edmonton Elks. But if you're the Calgary Stampeders, I think you have to look at this as an opportunity to get Winnipeg in a disadvantage uh, going up with their backup quarterback, not having to take on Zach Kolaros this week. They're obviously doing what's best for Zach and best for the team. They're 7-2. and two. There's absolutely no reason to rush him back into a game if he's not at 100%. But for the Stampeders, you just go out and play whoever gets put out against you, and if it just happens to be uh, a backup quarterback, then you need to take advantage of that. They got similar luck. I don't, I don't know. Luck's probably not the right word when you talk about a guy dealing with an injury, but Chad Kelly obviously went down in that game against Toronto a couple of weeks ago, and the Toronto offense didn't have the same pop that it had for most of the season. Stamps were able to take advantage of that and win a key football game in Toronto's undefeated streak to start the year. Why not look at any in a similar position tonight if you're the Stampeders? You've got a backup quarterback starting for Winnipeg. Take advantage of it. The pressure is going to be on Julian Hauser and Mike Moore, as Patrick mentioned, guys like uh, Isaac Adiemi Berglund, can they get that pressure from Rose, from Wigan in the middle? Because that's it's it's cliche, but it's often the most, you know, ask any quarterback how pressure affects their decisions and affects what they're able to do. Well, we've talked about that from a Stampeders perspective since James Vaughters went down. Is this team getting enough of a pass rush? Are they affecting the other team's quarterback? on a regular enough basis, that's going to be amplified in tonight's game. Give Drew Brown time in the pocket, and you will only uh, hurt from it. This Winnipeg team is so, so deep at the receiver position. Dalton Schoen, Kenny Lawler, uh, Drew Walatarski. Um, I'm missing names. There's so many to go through for, for how good this team is, and it, it makes life easier, like I said, on a young quarterback when he's got all those options. So how Sarah more Adiemi Berglund, those are the guys you're going to have to look for tonight to uh, to really make life difficult on Drew Brown. And it'll be interesting to see how does this secondary come together quickly with no Jonathan Moxie and Shaq Richardson, who literally, as Patty mentioned, got two days into practice and is now inserted in the starting lineup for this Stampeders defense. The talent is there, but bringing it all together at times this season has been difficult. Any backfield that's got Roberson and Richardson in it uh, has the talent, but figuring it out, talking over plays, understanding coverages, all of that going to be important for this Calgary Stampeders team. And offensively, like we mentioned, uh, Markeith Ambles is back in the Stampeders lineup for the first time in a long time. Uh, coming over from the Toronto Argonauts, he was signed last week and is coming in for an injured Clark Barnes. So we'll see Bagleton out there. We'll see Tommy Lee Lewis. We'll see Markeith Ambles. Trey Odoms, Dukes, just to name a few along with Mark and Michelle as the Stampeders look to pick up their fourth win of the season. And boy, wouldn't it be a big one to upset the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight on Legacy Night in front of all those Calgary Stampeders uh, alumni. You're still looking for tickets. Head to calgarystampeders.com. We will take a break. We'll come back on the other side. 
Hour one is in the books. We'll kick off hour two with our pal Pat Steinberg. Lots to get to uh, with Patty over the next hour. Hour one's in the books. We finished up the Stamps Report with Patty Dumas and took a look at the local sports scene. That'll be up wherever you get your favorite podcast: Google, Amazon, Spotify, your favorite pod catcher. Hour two of Sportsnet Today is next. It's coming up on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.